Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. It's so great to be here with you this morning, or afternoon, or evening, depending on where you're listening to me in the world, thanks to the beauty of iHeartRadio and the podcast replays afterwards. Um, we are here today, and we have so much to cover. I'm just going to dive right in. My guest today is Roberto Candelaria, dear friend, um, a mentor, one of the most brilliant strategists I have ever seen around sponsorships and helping get your dreams funded, not only for nonprofits, but for businesses that are looking to get money to help their things get done. When I had my tech business, I never paid for a single event. It was all funded by other vendors because I was able to prove the value to them. Roberto is going to be coming here in October, at the beginning of October, running his famous sponsorship boot camp. We're going to talk more about that later, but right now I just want to dive right in. So Roberto, welcome to the show. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. And you're in uh, Texas now, right? I am in beautiful Austin, Texas. Oh, one of these days I'm going to have to get there and, uh, and visit. I have so many friends there. Um, it's a great place to be. Yeah, it's so cool. So now, how did you ever get involved with sponsorship and realize that that is the way to go to, f- to get your dreams done? You know, you know, I'd love to say that it was something that I just woke up one day and was like, man, I'm going to be a professional fundraiser. Um, but it's, I don't know anybody that has that dream when they <laughs> are a little kid. <laughs> um, and so, you know, how it actually happened is, you know, my sophomore year of high school, our choir had the opportunity to, to go perform at the Walt Disney World Resort. And I was actually texting somebody this morning who was like, hey, I want to go to your event, but... My kids in marching band, and I'm like, totally understand because it just brought me right back to that fundraising moment where we had to sell lots of candy bars in order to go to Disney. And you know, there's other kids that they're selling wrapping paper or candy bars or doing bake sales, and I was just like, man, this is crazy. That's a, a lot of work to sell a dollar candy bar to make 25 cents toward the thousand dollars that I need to go to Disney. And I started talking to small business owners. I had no idea it was called sponsorship. I didn't know what I know now. I just knew I wanted to go to Disney. (laughs) And you still do. That's like your favorite place in the world. Oh, yeah. It's still my favorite place in the world. (laughs) So how did that end up translating for you, Roberto, into your book, Relationships Raise Money, A Guide to Corporate Sponsorship, and becoming like this major strategist at companies like Disney, BMW, Zappos, State Farm, now hire you to help them with their businesses? You know, the, it, it, so, you know uh, people always look for the overnight success story. And what I tell people is, like I'm sure you've heard too, is, you know, Typically, your overnight success is 10 years in the making, at least. At least. At least. And so how it got there is I was willing to do some of the things that that other people weren't, which meant that I didn't give up. I kept moving forward. And so while I was out there getting sponsorship for for nonprofits, for for for-profits, for authors and speakers and entrepreneurs, and as I like to say, you know, whether someone was a for-profit or a nonprofit or just needed a little bit of profit in their business, I was teaching them how to get sponsored. But I was also doing it myself, too. And with 
every single no I had, you know, there was a time where I wanted to stop, that I wanted to quit. And I went to my dad, and I was talking to my dad about it. And my dad just said, you know, son, the only difference between you and me is I've heard a lot more no's. And I carry that with me to this day because it's those no's that have allowed me to get to where, to where we're at right now. Because every single no gets me closer to a different executive. It gets me closer to a different brand. It gets me closer to a different sponsorship because I choose to learn from that no. Is there ever a moment when someone should take no as no? You know, I think in terms of from the sponsor, yes. You know, if if it gets to the point that they're just like, we're going to call the police on you, you should probably stop calling them. We're <laughs> 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 putting a restraining order out on you. Leave us alone. But, but and, and even though there are those no's, I, I choose to look at them from a different viewpoint because there there was that no. And so before I even get to the you know, that they don't ever want to talk to you again. I think it's important to figure out if they say no to learn, you know, you know, your show's all about the questions. It's, you know, what could we have done differently? What would have made us a better fit for you? What were you looking for in order to, to get the return on investment that you had hoped for? And so I see every no as a learning opportunity to, even if I can't get back in the door with that brand right now, to learn for the next time I go to ask for another brand. In the days of crowdfunding now, where sponsorship is not just going to a corporation or a person or a small business or something like that to get money, and people are using GoFundMe, Kickstarter, all these other things, how has the ask for money changed, or hasn't it? You know, there are two different things. So, you know, the, the ask for, for, for traditional sponsorship in terms of with business owners, uh, with, with the Fortune 100 brands, with the Fortune 500 brands, the, the process is the same. The, what they're looking for is the same. They're looking for a return on investment for their money. Now, what some of those benefits are in terms of sponsorship have changed because, you know, 10 years ago, social media wasn't what it is now. I mean, heck. Even 18 months ago, you weren't hearing about brands doing big sponsorships with Snapchat, and now we're hearing it all the time. And so it's constantly evolving as the social sphere evolves in terms of what type of benefits they're looking for. Now, it also created this entirely new form of sponsorship, which we know is influencer marketing. It's, you know, when you see your favorite person on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat, you know, wearing somebody's clothes or promoting a, you know, like, like, like well, you know, I'm a perfect example of social media with Twitter. I'm, I'm always talking about Jordan Winery and, and Corner Bakery. You know, I, I love their wine. I love their sandwiches. I love their coffee. And they've reached out and were like, hey, what does it look like to be a brand ambassador? And so, you know, they're created that entire type of sponsorship. And then, of course, there's the crowdfunding ask, which I like to look at as sponsorship by people as opposed to corporations. And there's a lot of people that crowdfunding is a great way for them to figure out, especially if they're just starting, you know, what is my target demographic? Is this something that's actually got market traction? Is this something that's going to work? And then, of course, 
for every single person that contributes, even if it's just $1 to their you know, Indiegogo or, or, or any type of crowdfunding campaign, they get their name and email address. And so later, when they choose to go for traditional sponsorship, they can show the, the proof of concept, they can show sales, they can show who their target market is, they can show that they have a mailing list. And so crowdfunding is sponsorship by people as opposed to corporations to me. And it's also a great stepping stone to be ready for traditional sponsorship. How do you decide which one you go with? You know, I think deciding which one you go with is based on your business goals and then knowing where you want to be. Because I have seen groups of 10 get a several thousand dollar sponsorship because they knew who that group was. And so with sponsorship, it's about the, the quality of your target market or the quality of the people in your community and not so much the quantity. And so I'd be looking to, you know, if, even if you have a group of 20 people or 25 people, as long as it's a highly targeted group to whatever brand you want to be sponsored by, reach out to them. But if you've got a, a group of 210 and you don't know who's in the audience, I wouldn't be going to you know, your favorite women's clothing store if 70% of the audience was men. So make sure you know what value you can provide to that sponsor? Yes. Know the value. Know your target market. And, and also know where you're going as a brand. Because to me, sponsorship is about the relationship. And it's about being able to find a sponsor that will work with you not only once, but work with you over and over again. And so we want to think about that at the very beginning when we're looking at sponsors because I believe anybody can go get sponsored once. It's what we do during that term of that sponsorship to get them to renew year after year. So that's the big question of the day then is how do you plan from the beginning to get that repeating sponsorship? So how we plan from the very beginning is, is number one, we have to know where we're going in our business. And so let's say you wanted to get sponsored by an insurance company and you worked with small business owners. Well, then that's something that if you're going to be working with small business owners long term, then an office supply company or an office or co-working space type place or even an insurance company is a perfect fit because your target market is going to stay the same. And so it's looking at where you are right now in your business where you want to be one year, and even where you want to be three and five years from now. Now, we both know, Laura, that there's no crystal ball in business, and we can come up with the best plans for five years from now, and technology is going to change. I mean, I remember in 2012, I got up on a stage and was like, if anybody's using these social media platforms, you're never going to get sponsored on them. All right, and, and with, that, with that, we're going to go into our first commercial break, and we're going to be talking about this a lot more when we come back with more from Roberto Candelaria. Roberto, before the commercial break, you were talking about how you get repeating sponsors, and I wrote myself a note. What I hear and what I've learned from you over the years is that you need to know your own company or nonprofit avatar, who your perfect target client is. And then you're also saying you need to know the same thing for whoever you're going after for money because you have to see if they mesh. Is that correct? Right. And, then, and that's the, 
that's the real like, okay, here's where we start. And then the other thing that's important for the person that's going to get sponsored is, and the person that's going to be seeking them out, is to have an idea of where you think you might be going in the next few years. And right before the commercial, I was saying, you know, that you and I have done a lot in business, but we both know that there's not that, that, that magic crystal ball or that magic mirror. And so plan for brands that you think, man, if I work with this insurance company, this is my avatar, I think that they're still going to be with me in five years. And that's how I want to start, completely knowing that your business might shift, but they're a good fit from the beginning in terms of being able to renew because there is that long-term viability because you're both trying to serve that same market. Okay. Now, say you have that thought in mind, but your business takes a radical shift. How do you address that then when you're talking to somebody? You know, one of the great things about business and about the radical shift is that if the target market is still the same, how you're delivering value to that target market might shift, but they might be the same people, which means that your sponsor is still most likely trying to serve their same people. They might reach out to them and market to them in different ways. You know, one, one of the brands that I love that's just brilliant in marketing, um, and, you know, we've talked, we've said their name before, but, you know, Disney. I love that Disney spends so much time understanding who their customers and where they are. You know, look at all the research that they do. And so, you know, I got a, a mailer in the mail the other day, Laura, and I was laughing because it had a Hispanic couple on it. Huh. But one of my clients got one, the exact same content, but the picture was an African-American content. And, and, and I say this to say that what Disney knows is that their target market is still the same. They just look a little bit different. And how they market to them, the words were still the same. They just changed a few pictures. And so when there's that shift in business, if your target market's the exact same market, we know what they're looking for. It's just how we change the marketing to deliver that to them. Is that the first step for my listeners if they're trying to figure out how to get a sponsor? The first thing that they need to do before they approach a sponsor is understand those two pieces? I think that the first thing to do for your listeners is to know what you want to have sponsored. Um, and so whether that be a book, whether that be local networking events, whether that be a speaking tour, whether that be a cruise, whether that be a website, there, I mean, just about anything can be sponsored. And what I like to say is that if, if you have something that's legal, and something that somebody can see value in, you can be sponsored. So let's, let's start with, number one, knowing what you want to have sponsored. Number two would be figuring out who you want to be sponsored by. And, and making sure that these brands share similar values as you do and that they also want to reach the same customers as you do. Because like, I'll, you know, I'll use me as an example. I, I, I work with business owners whether they're for-profit or non-profit or they accidentally became a non-profit because they didn't make any money in their business, that's who I work with. And because I work with for-profits and non-profits, primarily the owners, the business owners, there are certain brands that I'm able to work with. Now, 
I would not go to, let's say, Toys R Us and ask them to sponsor what I'm doing because even though I'm working with business owners, what we're doing has nothing to do with really the family side or working with the kids. However, I could go to someone like a, a Six Flags or a Great America or a Disney because these are all great things where we can say we want to bring the families here, we want to bring the business owners, they have kids, but then also have activities so that as we're working with the business owners, their families can be out having family time. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a tremendous amount of sense. But ha- so that leads me to another question. How do you find the decision maker once you've figured out who you want to be sponsored by? Yeah, so the, finding the decision maker is actually way easier than most people think. And, and what we know is that there's a few main places that you can find these decision makers. So number one is do not call the sponsorship department. It's the fastest way into a voicemail box that somebody's probably not going to answer. And by the way, when I say that, I mean like that's for like large companies. That's like if you're trying to get into companies that are on NASDAQ and that you see every day in the news, you don't want to call and ask for the sponsorship department. Where you want to call is the marketing department. You want to call human resources. And specifically within human resources, if, you know, if, if anybody listening, you have something, you have a product or a service that could help corporate employees and help them be happier, help them be more productive, help them learn how to have less stress, you want to be reaching out to organizational development within the human resources department because that allows the opportunity to have your products or services sponsored into these companies to help their employees be more happy, be more comfortable, have less stress, be more productive, which at the end of the day makes the company more profitable. And so marketing human resources, within human resources, organizational development. And then the last place um, which you can find this contact through human resources is, is a brand manager for whatever specific brand you wanted to work with. And quick example on that is, you know, some people say, Roberto, I want to get sponsored by Starwood Hotels. Well, Starwood has 11 different brands. And so each brand has a brand manager. So you might want to be sponsored by Starwood, but more specifically, do you want to be sponsored by Weston or St. Regis or Sheraton and then find the brand manager for that specific brand under the corporate umbrella? I would imagine that if you are a first-time person starting out and you wanted to start working with a bigger corporation, target a smaller brand within it first to prove yourself, and then it may trickle up. Oh, you know, I, I encourage people all the time to, you know, start locally. Start with your local credit union. Start with local insurance agencies, um, small business owners. Because once you have that sponsorship, number one, it's, it's easier to get the next one because it helps your self-confidence. But also, too, once you have that track record, you can also charge more for your next sponsorship. Oh, I love that one. We'll talk about that more when we come back from the national news break. We're here with Roberto talking about sponsorship. He is the preeminent guy. We'll be right back after the news. 
Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Welcome back, everyone. It's exciting to be here with my dear friend and one of my mentors, Roberto Candelaria. He is going to be holding an event here in October for those of you who are local or if you want to get on a plane October 7th to 9th. He's holding his famous sponsorship boot camp. Um, And if you reach out to me, I can get you a a code for a discount on that. But we're going to talk more about that later. Roberto, what are some common mistakes people make around sponsorship? Well, I think the the, the first biggest mistake that you know, and, and I mean, they're all big mistakes, okay? So, so these are like in no particular order, but one of them is that people think sponsorship is just free money. And just that there's, you know, no such thing as free money. People say there's no such thing as a free lunch. Uh, sponsorship's not free money, and it's not just about our needs. It's not what, what we want to do as a business owner, but it's really about the sponsor's objectives. It's about their goals because – you know, like I say, the sponsor, we get to do what we love. We get to, to live our dreams and fund our dreams with other people's money by getting sponsored. But what they're doing is they're purchasing a promotional opportunity. And they're obviously looking for a return on investment, which, which doesn't make it free money. So how does somebody make sure that they're thinking it's not free money? I mean, what are the things that people need to do to give back to the person who sponsored well you know uh, for me a, a great way is to actually have the conversation of it and to to ask these people so you know as we talked about before this last break you know going into the marketing department human resources organizational development speaking with the brand managers and learning from them what their business goals are you know just like any conversation the more we know the more that we can help them reach their goals which oftentimes leads to a larger sponsorship, you know, which actually goes to another one of the um, the sponsorship mistakes here is that, you know, sometimes when people are writing a sponsorship proposal or even locally running and talking to that local credit union or to that small business owner, uh, another mistake is not providing enough detail. You know, a lot of people say that the devil's in the detail, um, but switching here specifically for the sake of sponsorship I say that the dollars are in the detail because when we can provide clear details of, of who we are, what the sponsorship opportunity is, when this takes place, where it takes place, why it's taking place, how it's going to happen. Okay, Roberto, we've got some time. sort of feedback going on there. I've got a feedback loop. Are you still there? I am here. Okay, cool. All right. It seems to have stopped. That was quite interesting. We had it sounded oh, like no. we had somebody else trying to talk in here. It was like ghosts in the studio. That was the sponsorship ghost of failed sponsorship proposals. Just <laughs> it was either the sponsorship ghost or the, or the federal government. You know, one of the two. Both are always listening. <laughs> okay, okay. So you were you were talking about the details. Yeah, yeah. So so what we need to do is you know a big mistake is people don't provide enough detail, and so what we want to be able to do is provide clear details. So we need the who. What, when, where, why this is such a great sponsorship opportunity, how they're going to get a return on investment, and then obviously uh, how much it costs. 
And so when we provide these details by sticking to the fact and putting the details of these facts, they can understand if it's a fit for them. And so while our story, whether we're a for-profit or a non-profit, is a part of the sponsorship and part of the sponsorship proposal, the details are what these people are looking for in order to make a decision. Because the who, what, why, where, when, how, how much, all of those details say, okay, is this going to help us reach our business goal? Is it important to have in your sponsorship agreement, once somebody signs, what they need back from you at the end of the event or whatever it is they're sponsoring so that it helps you get the repeat and they know that there was value? Oh, absolutely. You know, one of the things that that I encourage people to do is within the sponsorship agreement itself is to outlay what the responsibilities of both parties are. And so, once again, going back to the who, what, why, where, when is who is agreeing to what, when are they agreeing to it, how much are they agreeing it to for, and even from the viewpoint of delivering that sponsorship, you know, if putting simple things, and I know this sounds so simple, but if Laura was sponsoring me, and one of the benefits of Laura's sponsorship was that, you know, we got to put your book cover on on the website or books ever on postcards or just you know the, the book cover different places that we're going to be i'd love to deliver that to you but if you never gave me the book cover then i can't do it and so one of the things i like to put in the agreement is not only all the details but this is what we're going to do and we can only do that if you do this for us and so it allows both parties to know how they rely on each other to truly build that relationship so it's not just about the sponsor providing money and me, say, providing the event. It's each side understand like a contract. It is a contract. Each side understanding when they need to provide everything, what they need to provide, how they need to provide it, and what the other person's going to do in exchange. Absolutely. I think so many sponsorships have failed because of that, and I know you, you more than likely agree with me on it. I've seen this happen with so many people. They go... I don't understand why the the sponsor doesn't want to help me again this year or why they're angry at me. And it happens in business, right? You and I have clients all over the place we do strategy work with, and they don't understand why the relationship isn't working and they're not willing to do the work. Yeah, either A, they're not willing to do the work, or B, they didn't understand what the work was. And that's why when it comes to sponsorship or really anything in business, You know, anything I teach in sponsorship applies to business, too, just general business. When you're doing your sponsorship agreement or any agreement, you know, make sure that everybody understands what's in it. Actually read the agreement. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why in our online courses we actually teach something called the seven deadly agreement sins. And I actually brought in a psychologist, a business psychologist, to teach. These are the seven most you know, biggest mistakes that people make in agreements in business and how they can avoid them. Can you share a couple of those? You know, I wish I could, except I don't know his content. Where this is something that, so if, if anybody wants to follow him, his name's Dr. David Gruder. Uh, Dr. David created this for us. Um, I've actually got the checklist just printed in my office, which I'm not in right now. But I sit down at the office. And anytime we write an agreement, I look at it, and it's just like, but well, actually, I can tell you 
not word for word because I can't, I don't know David's words, Dr. Gruder's words, but one of them was, you know, if there's going to be a breakdown in the agreement, sometimes this happens. It happens in business. It happens in life. It happens in marriage. There are, you know, I don't know any couple that gets married planning to get divorced a year later, but it happens sometimes. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that that's happened to me twice, so we get it. (laughs) (laughs) All my listeners know about it. Well, I wasn't even saying you. I was just, it's, it's an example I use. And so, you know, one of the things that Dr. Gruder talks about is setting the expectation in the agreement that if this agreement should ever fall apart or the parties don't meet what they agree to, this is how we handle that disagreement. And that all of this is put in the agreement ahead of time while everybody still likes each other. Now, is that in your that uh, free online course that you have, the Sponsor101.com? So, so that part is not, you know, it's funny. Well, I'm actually trying to get his permission to share that there. And so what, what Laura's talking about is we have a free five-part e-course called Sponsor 101. And it's S-P-O-N-S-O-R-101.com. So Sponsor101.com. And when you go there, um, you don't need to pull out a credit card. You don't need to do anything like that. I mean, it's your, it's your name and email address. And when you put your name and email address there, what you'll get is over the course of five days, You'll get sponsorship tips from me every single day for five days. So you're going to learn, you know, how you can get sponsored. Even if you haven't been sponsored before, you're going to learn, you know, what can be sponsored. And then, you know, how to find them on Google, which is kind of fun. You know, Laura and I talked briefly about the marketing department, but we're going to teach you how to find these people on Google. And and every single day that you get these emails, there's going to be something that you can do that day, something you can implement that day to help you move, start moving forward on your sponsorship journey. So that's at Sponsor101.com. And I think it's either day two or three. You can actually download the entire thing and not even have to wait for the other emails as a 26-page PDF, which that just tells you 26 pages of information for absolutely free. And so, Laura, I'm trying to get Dr. Gruder to let us do this, but I haven't been able to do that yet. Well, yeah, just have to figure out what he's looking for. That your audience will give him, right? And I'm sure you will figure that out. <laughs> He's not going to be at um, in Orlando, is he? He is not. Uh, actually, he'll actually be in Orlando the week before. And, and one of the amazing things about Dr. Gruder is that he actually created this curriculum uh, just for us. Because as a business psychologist, he actually teaches on agreements. He created this special segment, uh, Seven De- Deadly Agreements for Sponsorship, only for us. So I'm the only one in the world that has a license to use it right now outside of him. Gotcha. All right. Well, maybe one of your other boot camps or some other way the listeners can get access to that. Oh, yes. Well, and like I said, you know, Google Dr. David Gruder. Uh, he's an amazing guy. I know he's got some books out there on agreements. Um, and typically what applies to a business agreement would apply to a sponsorship agreement with some minor nuances. Well, what I love is one of the things that you offer to people who work with you is templates of agreements, so they don't even have to try to create them from scratch. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I made the mistakes. I made the mistakes, and, if, and I figure that if, if we could take templates that have been written by my attorneys and redact all the personal information of, of clients and then have those attorneys review those once again, so we can then offer those templates to clients so they don't make the mistakes that we made. I'm excited to do that. 
I, I love that you do that. You and I are very similar that way and that we share our wisdom learned so people don't have to make the same mistakes and they can step uh, start a step above. We're going to be back with Roberto in a few moments and we're going to talk more about sponsorships and relationships and how to raise money. Roberto, sponsorship for a lot of people, they think of it, it's just for nonprofits. And we've talked about examples where businesses can go get sponsorships. I've used some examples for myself where, you know, when I had my tech company and even now, I, I used to have all my speaking sponsored when I wasn't keynote speaking and being paid to be on a stage. Um, I had my speaking gig sponsored. I've had book things sponsored. How does somebody just starting out, we briefly touched on this, but somebody who just wrote a book, they don't have what they feel are credentials. How did they enter the conversation? Yes, you know, part of that entering that conversation is to even begin to understand that, that, that the sponsorship is simple. Um, the sponsorship is very simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. It is, it, it's a process. And so just like, you know, as people listening might be saying, well, how do I do this? You know, you, you, you learned how to walk. You've taught your kids how to walk. We all, you know, I didn't do it with kids because I'm not a parent yet, but with my niece, you know, we, we, we go through the potty training phase. <laughs> And, and, and we learn these skill sets, and we, and we teach them. And so sponsorship's very much the same in understanding that if you have something that is legal and that somebody can see value in, you could be sponsorships, you know, get sponsored, I should say. And so the, the first thing is believing that, that, that you're worth it. The second thing is knowing that you have something that, that, that can be sponsored and that, that sponsorship really is simple. Like I said, it is not easy, but it also doesn't have to be hard because it's simple. And so if you are looking at getting started in sponsorship, you know, as I said earlier, first thing is, um, actually, I didn't say this earlier as the first thing, but I would say the first thing is go over to our website, go to sponsor101.com, grab the free e-course and learn, you know, over five days, just stuff that you can implement every single day. The next thing I would invite you to consider when it comes to sponsorship is that, you know, these, these corporations are out there and they've got these budgets. And so, I mean, just this year, 2016 in North America, there is over 22 billion with a B billion dollars available for sponsorship and globally over $60 billion. And so, you know, there, there, there's money out there and people would say that, well, Roberto, there's, there's no money. Like there, there's really not any money out there. Well, there may not be money in traditional lending. And so if you've been to the bank, if you've been to the credit union, you're trying to get a small business loan and you're hearing no, or they'll give you a credit card, but it's like at 24% or you know, something crazy, you know, I, I invite you to think about sponsorship. Even if it's a small sponsorship, you know, like I tell people, even working locally, there are brands that have written ten, fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000 checks. What could... For you as a small business owner, that that ten or fifteen or twenty thousand dollars do. It it could do a lot. It can completely change a business's um, percentage of success or failure. Plus, Absolutely. having somebody believe in them enough can change oh, yeah. a lot. Well, exactly. You know, it it, it helps self confidence. It helps you grow. You know, and and I can tell you, you know, personally, 
with some of my first larger sponsorships, I didn't know what to do, Laura. I, I got the money, and I was like, woohoo! And it was like a big celebratory time. But then I dropped the ball because I didn't keep following up on sponsorship. And because I didn't keep following up, I wasn't able to get them to renew. Because, you know, I teach about getting sponsors to renew because I made the mistake of not building that relationship to get them to renew. So what does that mean to follow so, up with them? What does that mean to follow up? And when I say build a relationship, to me what that is is I get to know what they like. And so after they say yes to the sponsorship, I make sure if they like chocolates, they have a box of chocolates. If they like flowers, they get flowers. I make sure if I don't know what it is they like, I go get you know, just these really big, obnoxious greeting cards. <laughs> I've seen those. Um, well, and, and they're funny. I mean, like, I love them. And they cost like 40 bucks. Um, and I think the website's bigfunnycards.com, I think. But you can get like three foot, four foot tall cards for like 30 to 40 bucks and then have them pop up at their office. And they're just like, what the heck? But all of a sudden, everybody at the office is looking because they're just like, who'd you get that from? And so to me, these are amazing things to do just to build the relationship. If you, in a conversation with them, learn about their birthday or their anniversary, send them a quick note. You know, they're sponsors that I send things to. Um, and, and vice versa. Because of relationships, there are people that I work with now that, you know, for my birthday, they send me things. When they know it's my anniversary, we get some cool stuff. And next month at Sponsorship Boot Camp, you know, talking about what sponsors can do, we have a, an opening reception Friday night where the food is provided by a publishing company. We've got wine from one of my favorite vineyards. We're doing a, a VIP dinner Saturday night where we're going back and having 11-year-old California Cabernet from one of my favorite vineyards, all because I built a relationship with these brands that I work with. And you're providing value for them by being at that event as well. Exactly. You know, they get to, especially the, the vineyard, be introduced to people that may not have had their wine before um, and may have thought, oh, my gosh, that's an expensive wine. When, you know, once again, it's about the experience because their average Chardonnay may run about $30 a bottle, which is, you know, it's, it's not extremely expensive. However, if somebody's used to running to the grocery store and picking up a, you know, a 9 to $12 bottle of wine, all of a sudden, that $30 bottle just seems so expensive, right? Or two-buck chucks from Trader Joe's. <laughs> exactly. They're like, I could have had 10, 10 bottles of wine. Not the that. same. <laughs> Definitely not the same. And so we're allowing them to meet people who could afford their wine, give their, their wine to, to gifts, you know, as gifts to their clients, but also just open them up to a new experience of wine and that experience of, of working with me and our brand and how we treat our clients. I love that about you. And that's it. Um, so anybody who's coming to sponsorship boot camp in the beginning of October, um, and they can find out more about it if they're having to listen to this on the podcast and it's past the event. How do they find out about the event if they want to go? Yeah, yeah. So if you're listening to the podcast, you'd love to know more about the event, head on over to, to sponsorshipbootcamp.com or uh, find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Periscope. All of them is Roberto Teaches. So it's R-O-B-E-R-T-O Teaches, and that's T-E-A-C-H-E-S. 
that would have been really bad if I spelled peaches wrong. That would have been. That I, was, I was like, please don't spell this wrong. <laughs> and if for some reason that doesn't work for you, everybody, just find me. You can always find me at Laura at LauraSteward.com or at the Laura Steward. Um, I'm going to be popping into the event. So if you're one of my listeners and I haven't met you in person, please come. Come there. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll learn together. I love the event. Roberto, last thought to share with my audience. Last thoughts is, you know, you've heard me say it today, for-profit, non-profit, or need-profit. Wherever you are in your business journey, wherever you are in your life journey, take some time to understand that you're worth it. You are worth it. And so whatever you're doing today, whatever you're doing, whenever you listen to this, life or business, keep dreaming, keep believing, and keep making the difference that you want to make in the world. I love that. And that's the whole philosophy you have with your mastermind groups and your private clients. It's dreamers and doers. Absolutely. I love that. Every time I see a post come into the uh, Facebook group, and even if I'm not reading it, I just see the header of dreamers and doers. And it makes me refocus myself about, wait a minute, what are my dreams? and Am I doing anything to move towards achieving them? Yeah. That's what it is every single day. I wake up every single day and I ask myself, what's the one thing I can do today to take me closer to my dream? And what's the one thing you're doing today besides being on this show? (laughs) The one thing I'm doing today to get me closer to my dream is I'm actually going to be on Periscope and Facebook later this afternoon uh, teaching how people can get sponsored without ever leaving their house. Oh, that's nice. I like that. You can get sponsored without leaving your house. And that's at Roberto Teaches on Twitter, Roberto Facebook, teaches, Periscope. Twitter, Facebook Live, Periscope, all, all the same handle there. All right. Well, say hi to Warren for me. I will do that. And I will see you in October, and maybe I'll see you on Periscope later today. Sounds great. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Everybody, remember the right questions truly can change your life. So what are you asking yourself today? And, you know, if you need some help asking questions, reach out to me, Laura at LauraStewart.com. I have another 100-day mentoring group starting up. And that's just, it's not even a group, it's one-to-one. I work with you for 100 straight days. And believe me, it is affordable for what I do. Love you guys so much. Have a great day. listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.